Today's guest is Kay Sean Brooks. She talks about her pain during her childhood, battling with parents of drug addiction and mental health. Yet she rises out of her pain and creates such a beautiful purpose to love herself, her family, and others. She is also writing her own book about her experience in starting a nonprofit organization. Please give a warm welcome to Ever Blessed, Kay Sean Brooks. Hi. Hello there. How are you, Kishan? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you for asking. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about your story that you'd like to share? Both my parents were um, drug addicts. My father, he got clean when maybe I was around 10, 12 years old. And my mother just um, much recently, like within the past um, five years, and I'm 42, and so you, I had to grow up in that whole um, drug addicted lifestyle, you know, being around other drug addicts, the drug dealers, watching the transactions, you know, watching, you know, my mom sell her body right in front of me, you know, as a child, you know, a child shouldn't have to watch things, the different abuse that I went through sexually, you know, assaulted, the physical abuse that I went through, you know, um, some things that I have learned is that um, my mother has different, um, she has um, some mental health diagnoses. So when I learned that later on in my life, it explained, it made things a lot more clear of, um, you know, it, I wasn't just dealing with a drug addict, I was dealing with someone with mental health issues and who was a drug addict. And then even though when I did leave from out of her care as a um, teenager by choice, and when I had the option to get out of that environment, I still wasn't um, free, you know, from her. I still, you know, was in that lifestyle because a lot of my family chose not to have anything to do with her and I was the only child. So then, um, you know, I still had to be in that life, you know, um, trying to protect her or making sure she eats or her bills are paid for so she's not homeless. And then, you know, I ended up um, not being the only child. She had my younger sister when I was 15. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, now I have to protect her from what I went through. I didn't want her to repeat the same cycle. And for the first several years of her life, you know, she was shielded from that. But then when she became of age and you kind of know, you know, when your parents are drug addicts and stuff, they really don't care what you do. So, you know, my sister went back into that lifestyle because she got more freedom to do what she wanted to do compared to being under the guidance of my grandmother and my aunts, where they were more um, strict you know, where you have a curfew and, you know, any and everybody and a mama can't come over and you can't just do what you want to do. But when you have a parent like that, you get to leave and come as much as you want. You know, you get to have whoever, you know, so she was wilding out, but then still was in the midst of, um, you know, um, in that lifestyle, which led me into, you know, knowing that she would be in that surrounding. It made me, um, look for um, a significant other who can protect us all in that type of environment. Because again, you're dealing with drug dealers. That's that 
you know, typical gangster lifestyle. So I couldn't just have no square person that could defend, you know, me, my sister and my mother. And that's when my husband came into the picture and um, he did have to, you know, intervene a lot throughout the um, year. So that's kind of like the trauma from there that I dealt with. But then also too, I had mentioned to you, um, in 2018, you know, I coined myself as the holistic pain and trauma warrior because of all of that. And then, um, you know, I've been having health issues, you know, for about a good 15, 20 years, but it really got um, turned for the worst when in 2018, a drunk driver hit me at 85 miles an hour on the freeway. And then 56 days later, the prison that I was working in somehow mysteriously the electronic gates that's ran by the officers um, malfunctioned as I was walking through and I was crushed you know with that um, gate and I had to save my own life to get out of that um, situation because you know the gate is designed to kill to close it does not matter what's there and um, I explained to people how, you know, how on TV you see people when they have handcuffs, they will dislocate their hands to get out of the cuffs. That's kind of like what I had to do to my back to get out of that gate as it was crushing me. Even as I was pulling myself out, it was still crushing, you know, because it was still um, closing. So just the trauma from dealing with that, of being in therapy for over four years and losing my um you know, I worked in the medical field for 20 years, and you know, and I can no longer do that because I'm not physically um, able to, but, you know, it all transitioned, you know, into me having my own, my own skincare company, teaching people about holistic health, because that's something I've been practicing for 20 years, and, you know, just growing more on the business side. So it's kind of a little bit of a um, wide range, but, you know, when you're dealing with pain, as well, you know, especially um, a pain that others can't see, you know, it causes a lot of depression, anxiety, because people think you're lying, you know, ranging from the doctors to your, um, your spouse, your parents, your family, you know, the kids, whoever, you know, when they can't see what you're going through, people think that you're over-exaggerating when you're dealing with extreme amount of pain, and that causes a lot of um, trauma, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know. Yeah, that's, um, oh my gosh, that's an amazing story. I was trying not to cry. I had this whole moment. So I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It's, It's so interesting how I can relate. Like I was the only child and um, to this day, I'm still the only child from my mother's side, but yeah, it's like a lot of the things that you hit on is this, it literally was like, like points in my life. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. You too. Like, oh my God, you Mm -hmm. too. Yes. Yes. Um, But the thought of just like fighting for your life and all these obstacles and the car accident and the, you know, the, the gate just, oh my gosh. 
you know, mm. it, it's crazy. And just even just the childhood of growing yeah. up the way that I had to, you know, like I didn't have the, I tell people I didn't have a childhood because mm-hmm. I, from a very early age, I had to protect and fend for myself, you know, figuring out how I'm going to get clothes, how I'm going to get food, how am I going to stop the next person, you know, from abusing me, you know, what am I going to do and still trying to go to school, you know, and things like that. So, you know, I feel like if I would not have went through all of that trauma as a child, you know, I wouldn't been able to withstand the things that I went through as an adult, because, you know, those were horrific times, you know, not eating, not having lights, you know, being physically abused, you know, on a regular basis, bones being broken, you know, it was just a very traumatic experience. And people, you know, no one ever thought to talk to me about it or thought that, you know, I would just say in the Black community, it's like widely um, accepted, you know, yes, parents were drug addicts, you were the child of a drug addict or whatever. And it's just like, you get over it and grow up. But no, there's still a lot of trauma, you know, that you have to heal from, you know, and one of the ways that I'm healing from that is, um, you know, speaking about it now, you know, I plan on writing a book later on this year. And um, I always knew I wanted to do a, um, open up a nonprofit. I just didn't know what. And now, you know, I do, you know, I want to open up a nonprofit to help, you know, children who parents are drug addicts and also for girls who fathers were not in their lives because, you know, mine's not being in my life, whether he was a drug addict or not, that led me to, um, dealing with very older men, you know, um, early in my life, you know, looking for that father figure, you know, I wouldn't have dealt with certain men if, you know, my father was in my life. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to put these two together for my nonprofit so I can help this vulnerable community. Because um, even though I've turned out okay, but I still wouldn't have had to go through so much hell if I had some type of support. And I really don't see a lot of people targeting, you know, that audience. So I guess that's meant for me to um, open up that door and help those people. I, I, I was just thinking about that too. Like, <laughs> like this is something that it's, it, we always want to plan when we're younger, we're always planning, like, I want to be this when I grow up, I want to be mm-hmm. this. And then something like this comes into play. And then you're like, wait a minute, why am I veering off onto the this whole like you have your little diary and you got your little drawings of I'm going to be a doctor and I'm going to be a lawyer and I'm going to do this mm-hmm. and I'm going to be the president of the United States you know us girls were like me I wanted to be a backup singer and dancer for Prince but that never happened so <laughs> the thing is it's like our life we have so just a little bit of um control but when we're younger we don't have any control at all right um and you're taking charge of that now and it's like it comes full circle even though it's a bittersweet journey you are now you are a powerful strong beautiful woman of color who's got this drive and this passion to be anything and everything and to and to come down and actually like have a mission and have a goal to help other people I've yes. noticed that same, the same mantra that a lot of women go through is like, we go through this tumultuous life, this chaotic, this, this disastrous life that's uh, 
we consider, you know, we identify as life, unfortunately, because it's, we didn't have control of grown adults and people in our lives at the time to make the decisions for us. But now that we do, you know, we're making all the good choices. We're making, we're, we're, we're going through the pain to make a purpose and to the, the suffering to be a success. And I love it. I love to hear these stories. I guess one of the questions I, I kind of just kind of brought to my mind is that um, do you have a business plan or a portfolio set in mind? Because you said you were interested in starting a nonprofit. Um, have you spoken to people around your community to kind of like get some ideas and some thoughts on who would be sponsors or who would be involved in some way to get this business started? Um, not just yet, because I do have my own um, skincare company that I'm running right now, plus an affiliate program. Um, and so I've been focusing more on that. And it was just a couple of months ago where I just really narrowed in on, um, okay, this is what I want my um, nonprofit to focus on. But I am in partnerships with um, several people who have their own nonprofit. So they're just basically, you know, waiting on me to give them the green light to say, okay, here are all the tools that you need, you know, so they'll be able to help um, guide me. But I haven't yet to reach out, you know, to my immediate um, surrounding community to um, get some type of resources or sponsors or anything like that. But I will be, I will be. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited just to hear this because also you said you wanting to start creating a book and the name of the book I even have it titled already. Oh, okay. It's um, it's the path of the dope fiend child. That's my first book. Okay, okay. So um, because a lot of people have been, you know, they've been watching me like a movie, and they they people always say I'm inspirational and you know, all of these motivating things. And a lot of people have always wondered what happened. You know, they knew some Mm -hmm. horrific stuff, but I never went into any details about what happened. I just would overcome, you know, the obstacle. And so people are, you know, amazed that, you know, I didn't become a statistic, you know, um, even though I had my son at um, 20, my first child, but I wasn't that typical teenage mom. You know, I graduated from high school. I was a vocalist, a dancer, you know, went into the medical field for 20 years, was a nurse for 10. So it was like, how did you get from that dark space and still make it, you know, into the light that you did? Kind of like people now are asking, you know, how, you know, you worked in the medical field for 20 years and then you get hit by this drunk driver and crushed by this gate and then have to find a whole new way of um, living, you know, how are you, you know, doing? so people want to know how did I overcome these things? So, and I know writing the book is part of my um, healing because I used to tell people when they would try to ask about, you know, so what happened? What did you go through? I would tell them, look, everything that I had to do to survive, I didn't put that in a rocket, shot it up to space, and it got sucked in a wormhole. That was the only way that I can deal with what happened was not focus on it, but that's not healthy, you know? And so now I got to pull that rocket ship out of that wormhole, bring it back down to earth, you know, and kind of like reopen those um, wounds 
so that I can heal correctly and assist others in healing because I know I'm not the last one to go through that type of life and for people to know that um, you don't have to become a statistic, you know, you don't have to, you know, become an early parent or become the next um, drug addict, you know, in your family that you can overcome. You don't have to be homeless. You can get out of that lifestyle because it's almost like, you know, you almost feel helpless, you know, because you can't help where you come from. You can't help that you know, like when I would go to family, they would, you know, talk about me like, okay, yes, I'm dirty. I smell, but I'm a little kid. I don't know no better, you know, bring me in and clean me up, fix me. Don't physically abuse me, you know, and then clean me up and talk about me or ostracize me. And, you know, basically I became the black sheep of the um, family, which that's my book after the dope fiends child, which is, um, from uh, what is it? I think I titled it the dope fiend's child to the black sheep of the family because it was like okay when uh, my dad got clean and he finally accepted me in his life because I used to um, beg him to save me out of um, that environment because he wasn't as bad you know as my mom he was a functional drug addict I didn't even really know he was a um, drug addict at that time. But, you know, my mom, it was like what you see on New Jack City. That's how bad (laughs) it was with um, her. But, um, you know, I used to beg him, but he wouldn't. But then when he did, it was kind of like now that I had at least one parent showing me some type of um, affection and attention, it was like all my family members was like, you know, they ostracized me. It was like, damn, you know, if I wasn't the the dirty dope fiends child, you know, everyone was cool with that. But now that someone is paying attention to me and, you know, I'm starting to look a little bit better and treat it, diff- you know, treat it better. It was like, oh, she's spoiled. She thinks she's all of that. And, you know, no one wanted to have anything to do. And it's like, wow, you know, I can't believe this. Now when things are starting to turn for the positive, now I'm being ostracized by the family, but you know, it was all a part of my, um, my journey. The reason why I was asking about you doing your book is because I have a couple of people who were guests who are book editors and publishers, and they have been like (laughs) knocking down my door, like, okay, you said you were interested in doing something next year, which is 2022, Jasmine. You said you're talking about a book and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get to it. I get to it. I get to it. You know, I don't want to just be like one of the other people, many millions of people who write books, they just write it. And then, oh, I'm a published author just because it was, it's so much blockage and so much trauma that's coming out. I want it to make sense, you know, because it's like just a lot of vague memory. So, uh, you know, I want someone to work with me so that they can look at the information or hear the information, you know, that I'm saying and, help me make it make sense so that it's an actual enjoyable um, book to read. I don't want it to just be a bunch of words on paper and then I'm saying, you know, read my book. No, I want it to be enjoyable and then for them to see me um, triumph over those um, adversaries that I went through. All right. So, Keishan, (laughs) if you had a moment where you were able to look back and get to talk to your younger version of yourself um, and ask three questions, what would you ask? 
I would ask my younger self, um, are you truly happy with what the direction you're going in? And are you doing this for you or to make someone else happy? So that's two questions. And I think the third one, um, I would um, I would give myself some advice, which would be not to overextend myself, as in, you know how you can't pour from an empty cup to wait until your cup is overflowing and the overflow is in the saucer and that's what you give from others. Because the more you reach inside that cup, you deplete yourself. And what good is that if you're depleting yourself to satisfy others? Because then once you're empty and broke, all of those people are going to go away because they have nothing else to take from you. And then you have to claw yourself back, you know, and refill your cup up again. And, you know, and that's something that, you know, I had to learn through personal experience, you know, as in going through what I'm going through in four years of this gruesome, you know, therapy that I've been in. So those would be the three things I would say. Wonderful, wonderful. And I, I do also want to hit on the subject of your business too, because you have a, is it called Better Butter? But um, Renew you wanna, your body butters? Yeah, yeah. I want to, uh, I think I might be your new customer because <laughs> yes, I really yes. been looking for like something that's, but I, I would love to ask questions in regards to how it started. Yeah, a whole story behind that too. Oh yeah. Tell me, please. Please, yeah, please okay. tell me. <laughs> so, um, my youngest son, oh, first I wanted to tell you, um, your group Zion, one of my son's name is Zion. So I really relate to that name. But oh, um, cool. I have um, eczema myself and other skin issues, but my youngest son was diagnosed with eczema when he was about two months old. It was very aggressive, you know, where um, he had multiple forms of eczema at once. And so, you know, me being working in the medical field at that time, I'm listening to, you know, what the doctors are saying and all they could do was give him steroids and sleeping medications, but he was still shredding his skin, blood infections. And I'm just like, you know, my poor baby, you know, it's been years, what am I going to do? And I didn't want him to experience, you know, the trauma that I went through, you know, growing up having these, you know, scars on your skin or these dry patches looking like alligator skin and everything. I didn't, you know, because it's a psychological damage that happens when you deal with that because people aren't nice, you know, as you're growing up or just the looks. But um, seeing that Western medicine was not working for him and I was already into the holistic um, field, I was like, let me start, you know, let me try to make something for him. So I knew about cocoa butter and shea butter, but um, that wasn't enough. So I was trying different ingredients, different mixtures, you know, researching about different things in different cultures, different continents. And it took me about three years, you know, to formulate my um, body butter. But I noticed that that, that it is still because it was so aggressive, I needed to attack it even more where I had to learn about things holistically, you know, what is he eating? What is he drinking? What are we washing the clothes in? What's in the environment? You know, it's a, a totality of everything that um, I had to look into that. So um, I made products for about 10 years 
you know, just for myself and my family and, you know, and friends and coworkers. And in um, 2018, one of my friends I grew up with, she was opening up a store, like a little boutique, and um, she was giving business owners the opportunity to put their products on the shelves, but you had to be a legit business. And I'm like, okay, Kayshawn, um, I think you've been doing this hobby long enough. It's been over 10 years. This is an opportunity for you to um, really become a business and help others because it's more than just, you know, using the products. It's about how much water are you drinking? Are you, you know, I really had to learn all aspects of how to take care of the skin. So I appreciate the, you know, the training that I had in the medical field because it helped me get that knowledge. But in um, 2018, right after those um, horrific accidents, you know, I got my business license and got my products in the store, but who knew six months later, I wouldn't be working anymore, you know? And so um, I say it's all a blessing in disguise because in 2019, when I stopped working, you know, I kind of lost my mind a little bit because it was like the medical field was all that I have known. And to know I wouldn't physically be able to do that anymore. It was just like, okay, God, what am I going to do? All I have is this body butter, you know, because that was the, I think the only product I had at that time. And I was only doing like vendors markets and um, farmers markets, things like that. And all I can see was just myself being the biggest vendor at a farmer's market or something like that. I never saw what I'm doing now, but um, in 2020, I came out, I was like, God was like, basically, you know what you did as a child, how you had to network and collaborate and build these relationships. This is what you're going to have to do with this business. And I'm just like, man, I didn't want to get out here into this internet world, but I had to. And in 2020, I launched uh, my website. And within three months, um, someone reached out to me and was like, hey, I like your products your mission of your um, business, can I be your affiliate? And I'm like, I don't even know what an affiliate is. And I had to go to one of my close friends, a mentor, and she was like, hey, Sean, do you understand? You can be the next, you know, holistic Mary Kay or Avon or something like that. And I'm like, really? Like, oh my gosh. And, you know, this last month marked two years of my affiliate program. And I have 48, no, 49 men and women working for me, promoting my brand and products and services, and one celebrity brand ambassador who's all about promoting the brand, you know, and making money, of course. And now I'm teaching other entrepreneurs and nonprofits to start growing, scale their own affiliate programs. So it's like if those accidents wouldn't have happened, you know, if my son, you know, not having, well, all of us having the skin issues, I wouldn't have been taking all these years of creating um, products and everything and just learning, you know, because it was a journey, you know, learning how to take, you know, not use products with alcohols and dyes and, you know, artificial ingredients because that was contributing to, you know, my health issues and his skin issues going on too and learning to use um organic products, you know, versus non-organics, because my line is a high-end product line, but um, it all came, you know, full circle, and um, how it led to being a luxury line 
was um, I had to, because when I had to go online, I had to decide what type of brand I wanted to be. Because I was just in these little glass jars with black and white labels. And I was like, you know what? I went back to when I was a child. And when my um, aunts and grandparents used to order from Avon, you know, with the pretty jars, with the gold tops, I would, um, when I would use that stuff, it would burn my skin but I wanted to smell good, you know, like everyone, like all my other cousins and stuff. I wanted to fit in with everyone. But after a while, I had to stop torturing myself because I was hurting myself. Um, I would have to go buy that stuff on the counter at, you know, the drug stores. I don't want to pinpoint, you know, anyone, but, you know, the regular stores and stuff. But that's like putting medicine on your body. And that doesn't make you feel good, you know, about putting this medicine smelling, you know, cream on your um, body. So I said, um, I want a luxury skincare line. I want people with sensitive skin issues to feel just because you have an issue, it doesn't mean you can't feel sexy. You can't feel beautiful. You know, all the products are plant-based so you can heal your skin and feel luxurious at the same time. So, um, that is how, you know, everything started in 2018, Renew Your Body Butters was born. And then in 2020, the affiliate program started and, you know, 49 affiliates, one celebrity brand ambassador. Here we are today. That is amazing. Wow. I, I mean, okay. Yeah. Like I said, you have a new customer. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I am all the way plant-based. I have been vegan for over 20, 23 years, 22 years. So um, yeah, I'm in my mid forties and people keep thinking like, oh my God, you look like you're- I would have never thought that. I would (laughs) have never thought that. (laughs) Yeah, I have a 26 year old and people are like, oh my God, like what? You, no way. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I love when products have, they go back to the basics. Why keep trying to reinvent the wheel? Mm-hmm. Mother Nature has already provided us all the ingredients. Like, why do you keep like, well, I'm just going to add that in there, a little chemical. And, and I'm going to put a couple <laughs> of, you know, some dye that was made in a factory because to make it look pretty. You know, no, right? no, yes. that stuff is irritants. That stuff it is, is like, it, it has alcohol based. It's, it dries your skin. It, it flares it up even more. And when you're talking about baby's skin, that's like the sensitive, the most sensitive, like right. dermis of, of human skin that you could possibly imagine. And then you're just going to slap on, slap on with all this perfumes and oh, dyes oh. and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. And even um, when I, I used to suffer from fibroids, I don't anymore because it took me 10 years, but just learning through different alternative and holistic ways, I was able to shrink my fibroids naturally, but learning about the chemicals of what's in your skincare products that feeds, you know, the fibroids. That's why so many women, you know, suffer from them because we're putting these chemicals in our hair and our skin and, you know, what we wash in our clothes and dishes in. And we're wondering why they're forcing people to have hysterectomies and surgeries, you know, left and right or on all these pills to control the issue. When, if you, take out all the artificial stuff and put in plant-based natural products, your body will learn to balance itself. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You are spot on. I mean, one of the things that I even had to, and I think people are like, oh my gosh, you, you, 
I love my, my pheromones are the, we're all unique and Mm -hmm. to have it covered up with chemicals and different types of, like, I just became like anti deodorant because I've noticed that like they put aluminum in the, in the ingredients and that actually was making people more prone to having glandular uh, cancers and tumors growing in there. I mean, it's yeah. all connected. And like back in the day, girl, it was a thing to put baby powder on everything. Right? You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Every, you know what I mean? Everywhere. Everything. Yes. And the talk powder and all of that stuff was just like, now, 20, 30 years from now, people are like, why do I have ovarian cancer? Why do mm-hmm. I have breast cancer? Why do I have you know, even men have breast cancer and like, yeah, it's all connected to the types of things we put in our skin. The skin is the largest organ in our bodies. It's the largest absorbent. Yes. And it's like, you are what you eat. You are what you consume. So every time that I would think like, if I want to take a bite out of an animal, like I go through the whole process of the story, like how did that put that animal get to my plate? Same thing goes with like, how did this product get to your your hand from mm-hmm. its manufacturing from where did it come from did it come from a lab or did it come from mother nature did it come from yes. a, a child labor factory or or something like that or it came from loving hands who actually took the time they treat it like as if they were giving it to their family members you know that kind of a like what is the mission what is the goal about a company and you have like all the the ding 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 positive <laughs> like check marks of exactly what a company should look like and um yeah i'm super excited about this and um my gosh congratulations thank you um now tell us uh exactly what the name of your company and how people are able to connect with you and learn more about it the name of my company is renew you body butters and the website it's just the same as the name, www.renewyoubodybutters, and it's R-E-N-E-W-Y-O-U-B-O-D-Y-B-U-T-T-E-R.com. You can find me on all social media platforms under um, Renew You Body Butters as well. And my DMs are always um, open, you know, for any questions that you may have. And a tip that I like to always give to others, especially because I'm not always about pushing my products because I had to learn about how to really nurture and treat the skin. But um, so just as much as drinking water is um, very important eternally, it's the same thing with severe dry skin. You need that water externally. You can't jump in a bath or the shower in five or 10 minutes and think that that's enough hydration for your skin. It's not, you have to give your skin enough time to absorb that water so that that moisture can get in and make sure that the water is not too hot. I'm guilty of it being hot just because I'm dealing with chronic pain. So the hot water, you know, helps release, you know, the muscle tensions and everything, but I got to turn the water down, you know, so I'm not stripping all the oils out, but make sure the water is not too hot. And when you get out, you know, after 15, 20 minutes of letting your wa- your body absorb the water, do not dry all the water off your skin. Leave a light film of water. So when you come with that thick cream or with that oil, you're locking in that moisture with the cream or the oil. So then your skin um, 
is more hydrated and moisturized. And then you won't need as much um, products, you know, because you're doing the natural things, which is letting your skin absorb the water and making sure you're drinking the water that you need. So that's a little tip. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I'm on mute because I'm like laughing over here like, oh my gosh, that's me. I put my heat, the water is like uh, boiling temperature. And I, just sit, <laughs> I sit there like, like I'm sitting in a big pot of soup, just ready to but it feels so good. It feels so good. And then when you, but, but the thing is that you come out of it and you're like, I must've did some damage because I can see like some type of film coming, like the skin, mm-hmm. like the dead skin is like coming off. Like, all right, that wasn't there like, when why I, do I look dry. Why? Mm-hmm. Like I could, I could start, I could start a fire if I, if I rub my legs together too quickly, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. I don't want that to happen. No house fires, please. Okay. No house fires. <laughs> yes. And then you take the towel and just dry off yeah. all the water and now your skin's really dehydrated. Exactly. And, um, we're just so used to rush, 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 go, go, go. But it's like, this is your body. This is your temple. This is, um, you're going to have this for, from infancy to the, to the last day of your breath, like take care Mm -hmm. of your body. Take care of what goes in and goes out, you know? Um, And we're just so caught in like quick, you know, five second, you know, uh, relief and, and, you know, take this pill, well, spray this microwave, on, right, yeah, right. spray this on your skin and you'll, you'll look like you're 30 years younger. Like, no, it's, it's a process. It's like hydrate, hydrate, hydrate inside and out. And I love it. Thank you for that tip because, um, I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> That is so for sure. Thank you so much again for all of that. Uh, it's been an honor to speak with you, Kay Sean. Oh my gosh. You're welcome. Um, I am so excited to even get you on here because it's like, I know you already, you don't even need my help, but girl, <laughs> it's good to see that because people are like, well, how do they even get to that point? Where do they come from? Like what got them that determination, that drive? And it's like, even the, the ones who were supposed to be like the statistics or the, or the ones who are like throwaways, like me, I was Mm -hmm. a throwaway. My mother, um, I was, I was, uh, sexually and physically and emotionally abused. And I, my mother signed her parental rights over to the state. So I became a foster child at the age of 12. So I was a throwaway, um, to the system. So I was into violence, into gangs, into drugs and all this and running away and getting involved in, um, petty things but just Mm -hmm. like I was angry at the world and I was like you know f this and f that and that's just how I I didn't care I was ruthless I didn't care but like people don't see that side of you and say well you must have had it really good and on top of that oh you must you're the only child oh you're spoiled no right (laughs) far from that and um people like they're blown away like wow that was you and you you're like you're so well kept together and I'm like well it took a process yes you know I I use a lot of duct tape but um I'm still in one piece uh and and it's like it's still even though everything looks good and shiny and, and perfect on the outside but we're all on a different levels of healing process and healing journey mm-hmm. so to hear yours and to like oh my gosh you know I'm so, I love to hear from the darkest to the light of, of someone's, their path, like 
the determination, the goals, the mission, the drive. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. I love having conversations with people like this. It's just, I get so jazzed up and energized. And I know that if, if I have the energy with you, there's going to be a lot of lives touched and um, it's going to be the perfect time for them to hear you and your story. Yes. Um, it's all worth it. That's all I know. It it's is. All worth it it so. is. So, all right. Well, have a wonderful weekend, Keishawn. You it's too. An honor. It was an honor to meet you too, Jasmine. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Noise Palooza Zion podcast. And if you enjoy listening to my podcast, please don't hesitate to give me a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Also wanted to give a shout out and thank you so much to all my guests, past, present, and future. And stay tuned for the next upcoming episode on Fridays.